Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Random Richard Podcast. I am Zach, one of the hosts, and the other host is Chris. What's up, buddy? Welcome Hello. back. Thank you, Zach. Guten Morgen. Bonjour. <laughs> Welcome. Great to see you, my friend. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining around the world. Uh, yeah. And it's been all, a while. Yeah, it's been a been a while. I think we've got a few more countries. We were both of us uh, busy and working and doing keeping up with our lives and, and our professional careers. So yeah, Man. we're back. Yeah. No joke. Yeah, it's been a little while, but um I think now Chris stuff starts to settle down a little bit, uh, you know, work-wise anyways, work work and travel. And so um we can we can hopefully start jumping back in and getting more of our our episodes out. Um we have some really awesome guests coming up with us over the next couple of months that we cannot wait to share with you uh to include um behind the scenes folks uh and a i would to me a legendary hollywood producer so we can't Most wait to share that one. news with you yeah as soon as yeah. we can so we're really really looking forward to all that really excited to uh welcome some people back to the podcast as well that we haven't had on with us in a while and kind of get an update on where things are going and how things are you know what what's going on in their life and their their uh, careers and all that'll be a lot of fun so but today on this episode, we're here to catch up and recap and review the last five episodes very briefly with the episodes and talk about our overall thoughts of this first season of Ahsoka. Because as we discussed prior, Chris, I have a feeling based on the way they ended it. And yes, there are spoilers ahead, so beware uh, that they definitely left it open to do more. It did seem like they left it open to do more. Uh, you know how I felt at the when I was watching that uh that last episode i didn't realize it was the last episode um because i wasn't wasn't certain how many episodes were in ahsoka but i'm i'm watching it right and there, and there were parts of the last episode that were uh where the production was great and the choreography was was great and so um and the sequences and the action and fight sequence was great but as as i was watching it i was like well this kind of feels like it's the last episode and 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 then I think I searched on the internet. I was like, how many episodes are in Ahsoka? Because this feels like the last one, but it just feels like it left a lot out there, right? I left left a lot um, undone. And, and yes, it was the last episode. So, yeah, at least for this season, because uh, I think they're going to do more, like we said. Um, but yeah, so welcome yeah. to Retro Podcast, everybody. We are a couple of nerdy guys who love all things nerdy, sci-fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, everything in between, a little pop culture. Uh, if it's your first time joining us, again, welcome from all over the globe and all of our listeners. We we have listeners now and or, or viewers as well in France and in Spain. So welcome, bonjour. Thank you for joining us. Um, we really do appreciate that. And if you haven't checked us out on Facebook and Instagram, be sure to go on there and follow us there for all of our latest updates, episode announcements, celebrity guest announcements, and so much more, as well as you can find us on your favorite podcast platform if you haven't already. And if you've only ever listened to us, we have video versions of this. As a matter of fact, Chris, when we had Liz on with us, I didn't realize this until after I posted it, uh, but that was our 50th video on YouTube. We've done 50 videos? Yeah, isn't that insane? <clears throat> I know, because Whoa. because- <laughs> because we didn't originally do our podcast and video, right? A lot of it was right. audio only, and we're closing in on we're we're getting close to a hundred episodes total. Whoa! So yeah, pretty crazy. Whoa! We'll have to, yeah, yeah. When we get to our hundredth episode, I don't know something something special. We should yeah, do. I 
You know, it's funny. Quite a while back, I, I went back and just listened to a couple snippets of our very first episode. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to it. And A, my microphone sounded terrible. But B, uh, I talked as if I was in slow motion. It was like, well, hello there, everybody. Oh, really? Um, yeah. This is the first step. But yeah, it just it sounded bizarre. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> was going on with me. It was, I guess, just because I wasn't sure what to say or whatever. But we've come a long way, my friend. Long way. Oh, we have. But yeah, it's great. It's been a great journey. And for those of us who have been, those of you who have been listening or watching to us from the very beginning, we very much appreciate it. And all those of you who have joined us along the way, we also appreciate that as well. Uh, we just love talking and sharing about things we like and enjoy. We love talking with um, celebrity guests and other other folks we've had on to uh, learn about them and their careers and their life and share their passions with us. Uh, it's really an absolute treasure and a treat. And I, I, I tell you, Chris, we've had an opportunity to meet and talk with people that I never thought we would prior to doing this podcast. Yeah, we certainly certainly have and learned so much as we've talked to them. You know, we've learned so much more about um, about the shows we loved, so much more about Star Trek. So it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Really quickly before we jump into Ahsoka, mm-hmm. we're gonna do that here in just a second. Yeah. I thought it'd be fun to share because I'm kind of doing it now. Like, what are you reading right now? Because I know you're an avid reader. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what, what what are you reading right now? Okay, so I've got there's a couple a couple books that I've got that are Star Wars. Since we'll talk about Star Wars first, Star Wars um, Dark Legends. So that'll be um, I haven't started it, but it'll be kind of neat to go through and see that the Dark Legends there. Then are they short stories? Yeah, yeah, okay, they're short like, they're like legends, right? Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like fables, and and then Star Wars uh, myths and fables. Is that written by George Lucas? Is that what it says? Mm, George Mann, written oh, by George, George Mann. Mann. I, all I saw was yeah. George. I was like, oh, you wrote a book. Nice. Yeah. So I've got I've got that and pick, picked up another one that that, that was kind of neat that we'll we'll both like. But the Return from um, by William Shatner. So that that'll be fun to read. Yeah, because, he's written a few Star Trek books. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> it'll be good to. See Kind of read the redemption or the resurrection of uh, James T. Kirk in that. So yeah, I, I really like I really like this. It's a uh, uh, Batman and the Batman and philosophy. So I think that's great. I've I've already started reading this, and it's just it's it's a fascinating read, and I love I I love um, like reading about the ethical like dilemmas and the different ethical perspectives of of Batman. So that. That was great. So when we go, when we revisit Batman, that'll be really really fun to to talk about. Yeah. And uh, and then I'm on book seven of the Expanse. So nice doing that. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, yeah. The Expanse was um, we haven't talked too much about the Expanse, but when we get to it, you know, we can talk about the Expanse and talk about the the television show because it's it's pretty interesting and the role playing game, right? There's yeah, the there's a role playing game. Yep, I have the book for it. Yeah. And then, and then one more. I shared this book with you a little bit before, but this is a uh, meditations from Marcus Aurelius. So it's this. This is a really good. This is a really good translation, um, and I think it's the most recent translation. But now you've got iconic, iconic by some of our heroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am not the avid reader that you are. I will say that I don't. Um, 
I'll be honest with you. I don't read nearly as much as I should. I really don't. And I, tr- I do try, I have been trying and will continue to try to increase that because I think reading is important and there's lots of good things to learn from it and everything like that. So the first book that I'm reading, uh, and I'm only reading one at a time because I can only handle one at a time. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not as a, a much of a brainiac as you, Chris. I can't handle more than <laughs> one book. So for me, it's, I got to do one book at a time. And so right now, I, I picked up a copy of Arnold Schwarzenegger's new book, oh, Be Useful, wow. Seven Tools for Life. I actually yeah. found a signed copy. So this book is actually signed in the cover by Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is really awesome. Oh, so I'm about halfway through it. It's really, really good. Very motivational. Lots of um, his tips and, and tools for success in life. So I'm reading through this. And then when I'm done with that, now this isn't the signed copy. Although there are signed copies, but I picked up at Barnes and Noble Patrick Stewart's memoir, Making It So. I really look forward to reading this because he has not written, I don't ever think, written a book before. Yeah. A little in a memoir. And so it wasn't something he originally wanted to do, but I guess somebody approached him or something like that. And I guess eventually he then he ended up deciding to do it. It's got some pictures in the middle of stuff from his life, but it's a it's a story of his life, obviously, a memoir. And so I look forward to reading this because he's a fascinating man. Yeah. Oh, outstanding. Yeah, so it should be good. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, excellent. looking forward to that. Sure yeah, excellent. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be good. I'm I'm looking forward to reading those books, and then I still got to finish my Halo book that I'm about a little under halfway through, and I gotta. Uh, I I have read a little bit more of the Heir to the Empire, so I I'm I'm enjoying that. Um, ah, excellent. Yeah, Timothy Zahn, an incredible writer. Um, so yeah, it should be fun. Should be fun. Yeah, Looking forward course. to it. I don't get a ton of time to read, so it does take me longer to get through books. Yeah. I've got a bunch of books sitting over on my shelf. I can see right now of books that I do want to eventually read. One of them is uh, called Grateful American, written by Gary Sinise, the actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, really looking forward to reading that. I've got a few other books that I bought many, many years ago that I just haven't read, including um, one book by Brian Kilmeade called George Washington's Secret Six. Nice. Uh, you know, based on true events uh, from back during the Revolutionary War. I've got another one, The Last Man on the Moon, written by Gene Cernan, uh, who was the last man on the moon, part of Paul 17. Um, and yeah, look, so I'm looking forward to reading, reading all those eventually. And I do have another yeah. Star Wars book called uh, Death Troopers. Um, and it's about like oh. zombie stormtroopers. Oh, you told me about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that yep. one sounds really cool. Yeah, which is funny because in the final mm-hmm. episode of Ahsoka, we get that. So get I don't know if that was that was that idea came from the, that that particular book that I have or not, but we'll we'll get to that. So, anyways, it, yeah, I'll bet it maybe someone was in, was inspired by that book because that's pretty on the nose right there. It's yeah, it's really possible, really possible. So let's jump into this, Chris. Uh, we we only did the first three episodes, and unfortunately, life happened, right? And we were yeah. get, we got busy. We got things going on, family, work, travel, all that kind of stuff. It just it happens, right? Um, this is not our job. This is this is a, a hobby and a passion of ours that we love sharing with you guys. And so we apologize. We haven't had more time to bring you a bunch of episodes, but we promise we're going to try to get back on the horse, so to speak, and mm-hmm. yeah, start pumping out some more stuff as much as we're able to. Um, but that being said, Chris, let's jump into this and let's go back and let's just really, really quickly kind of run through each of the episodes, starting with part four called Fallen Jedi. Yeah, Fall, Fallen Jedi. And so Fallen Jedi... Um, you know, that's where there's a lightsaber battle by um, the Dark Jedi and Ahsoka. And I'm trying to remember that. Balin, that's right. Yeah, Balin, yep. yeah. Yeah, Balin. And then, and then and remember, a... he was a former Jedi. Yeah. He was, I believe there was, he mentioned early in the show, right, that 
wasn't he was he he was either at the Jedi temple or something like that mm-hmm. when order 66 went down yeah or he went into hiding or something i can't remember specifically but he was a jedi at one point yeah he was and he knew he knew anakin i think he said that um at some point in the series that he knew anakin and yeah. then shared that with ahsoka so so they do have the the lightsaber battle balin and uh ah- ahsoka and from what i recall of there balin actually like he's able to propel ahsoka off whatever ledge she's on and she she falls down into the water uh and then he sees sabine and he's like kind of tempting he's he's tempting to sabine essentially to join them and sabine does yeah yeah that one so yeah because she's driven by this idea of wanting to see her friend again right because at the end of rebels ezra goes off with thrawn yeah the, the space whales and that's being brought now into the show space whales yeah, space whales. That's a thing. Yep. It is. It was. Was and is. Was, was is. They could make. They could make stuffed animal space whales like they make stuffed animal like or stuffed Grogu's. So. <laughs> that's an idea, Disney. Go ahead and make like your stuffed space whales. Yeah. Well, you know, they got to sell merchandise, I guess, somehow. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, and so yeah, and th- this is also the episode I believe, right, where where um, Morgan Elsbeth. Balin and then Shin use that Eye of Scion um, along with that huge, massive hyperspace ring to go to where they think, where they believe Thrawn is hiding yeah. out, which is um, in another galaxy. I think the name of the planet is called Peridia I th- um, yeah. in the other galaxy. Yeah, Peridia. I believe you're right. Distant, distant, distant planet. Distant. It felt like a small planet, but yeah, Peridia. And, and, and so Peridia... What I got from the show was Peridia has some connection to either um, the origin of the Jedi or some connection to the origin of the Force. That's what I felt like they were alluding to, right? Cause, yeah. Because there's some there's some ancient like structures in Peridia, and it's got to connect somehow with the the Star Wars galaxy. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and we talked about this before we started recording, right? How the this new planet that they show up at and especially throughout the final episodes has a lot of like Lord of the Rings vibe to it as far as like the scenic views and some of the structures and everything gives it a very Lord of the Rings feel. Yeah, it does for sure. And I like that aesthetic and I like that feel, right? As long as they can flush that out and they can um, make it a compelling world and it's a very you know interesting world and you get some origin. If they can do that, then then I would like it. Yeah. we'll see we'll you know we'll see totally see yeah. how it goes the <clears throat> the next episode that we get to um is called so the next episode is episode five shadow warrior and that's where um you know really ah- ahsoka has been knocked down into the water um and then she gets caught between if i'm thinking about the right episode she gets caught between this, the world between worlds yeah. and then uh she she meets anakin and then they've got Plenty of interaction going back and forth between how they were during the Clone Wars. Um, and then it's, you know, essentially Anakin. Um, it's interesting, Anakin saying, oh, hey, here, I'm going to give you another lesson or your final lesson. Um, and the lesson had to do with something to choose life or choose death. So I remember I texted you <laughs> after I saw that, like, episode. And um, it's like I really wasn't 
pleased with that episode at all. Yeah, yeah. You know. I did like some of the flashbacks. I, yeah. I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan like you, Chris. I agree. I was not a fan of the the um, the scenes between Ahsoka and um, Anakin. I definitely think that you had a really good way of putting uh, yeah. your opinion about those scenes. Yeah, yeah. I really think if they go through, it was a huge missed opportunity because I, I really yep. think if they're bringing back, they're bringing back Hayden Christensen. If they're bringing back the character of Anakin, this 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 fundamental character of Anakin Skywalker, who um, at least in in the original Star Wars trilogy, in the prequels, um, he's just this core thing where everything revolves around that. And you're having Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka's master. I, I I thought, wow, there could have been a lot more depth in their interaction. Maybe some more um, dialogue and some conversation. You know, it didn't have to be like a lot. We're just asking like a couple minutes. But um, in Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's got this huge gap in her mind of like, hey, why? How did my master like get? How did that happen to my master? How did he get turned into the dark side? Right? She's She's been wondering that for like years that has been gnawing on her and has has kind of totally altered her trajectory like as as a Jedi. But, you know, Anakin's lesson was here. Here's the lesson, life and death. And they have a lightsaber battle and they, they have some flashbacks to the Clone Wars. And um, I, I've just watched that episode once. Maybe there's more depth to it. But I, I just really felt that bringing back Anakin, bringing back Hayden Christensen, you you could have had him had 30 seconds to a minute of like dialogue just some some explanation uh, yeah or just reflection reflection from his part would have been nice yeah i agree and and it, it goes back to the idea like at the end of clone wars right where she leaves anakin she walks away from him as her master yeah um and that separation of that and and that that the cutting of that relationship of the two of them um and the walking away from the jedi yeah, uh, which I found, you know, which obviously is an important part of her journey as a character um, and then coming into this. But you're right. I really like how you put that lost opportunity. Um, it was great seeing Hayden Christensen back, though. Yeah, um, I, I think it's been awesome between um, between Obi-Wan mm -hmm. and between Ahsoka. It's been really great seeing him back. The fans have really embraced Hayden and loved on him. And he he's he's gotten really choked up at Star Wars Celebration a couple of years. Was it last year? Last year's celebration when he showed up? Uh, because when he first got the part, you know, even for many, even for, geez, I mean, like a decade or more after the movies had come out, people didn't like his portrayal of Anakin. And it's like, well, he had to act a certain, he had a job. He was hired to do a job and George wanted him to act a certain way. Yeah. And do certain things. And people didn't, I don't think, appreciated him. And now, funny, now that the newer Star Wars movies came out, they go back and look and go, wow. Not only were the prequels actually really good, yeah. even though they got hated on by a lot of people, um, but the newer Star Wars movies made them look even better. Yeah. You know? And I think the the appreciation for the, the prequel trilogies went up. I always liked the prequel trilogies. There were some things about it I didn't like, but in general, I always really liked the prequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I... I totally agree. I really, I'm a huge fan of the prequel, tri prequel trilogy, especially because yeah. Obi Wan's your 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 mm -hmm. guy, right? My so. guy, he's my guy. And, and so the there's so much originality there in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. And then when we go to the, huh, well, 
you know the trilogy that shall not be named but the, the after, you know the, the, after the non-canon trilogy, trilogy? The non-canon trilogy i just felt yeah. like okay it's not you know there's there's not a connection there's not originality there uh, and i felt i feel like now that's that's obvious i feel people should like really feel that's the force awakens there's just, there's another death star just bigger and so yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So at the end of Shadow Warrior, I, I also, mm-hmm. this is where I also believe uh, Hera, um, who we also know from Rebels, right? She's one of the crew of the ghost ship. Yeah. Um, she's able to locate uh, Ahsoka and helps her and Hu Yang um, get to chase after. Um, Morgan Elsbeth and Balin and Shin and everything like that and that big ring ship. Um, and they use the space whales. I think they were called like the Purgle or some per- Pergil or Purgle or something like that. Yeah. Were they in the mouth of the space whale? If I Yeah, they that, ended yeah. up jumping into one of the largest ones, <laughs> I guess, into its mouth and like rode the whale via the mouth. It's like, wow, talk about like, you know, the story of Jonah and be swallowed by a oh, whale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, talk about using that as an example story. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. And then the when the whales get to the uh, get to the planet, I remember some um, the whales are like being bombarded with laser blasts or something. So that that was with mines. With ah mines, that was it. Yeah. Or no 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 no. I'm sorry. No. The, yeah, it is with mines because they they have, they come out of the whale's mouth and there's they they have mined the the entry point because they know like if somebody comes and they'll be able to do that. But <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre like seeing like whales in space drop out of hyperspace the way ships do it's like mm, that's kind of bizarre mm-hmm. and you know i would like to have seen again this is kind of nitpicky but i like to have seen like with them entering that system and coming into the galaxy and all that like something it, it looked different and feel different than a ship because it just looked mm-hmm. like oh here comes a bunch of ships out of hyperspace oh nope just kidding they're whales yeah like talk about a missed opportunity right they could have made some kind of like unique entrance for the whales to come in and they didn't yeah yeah the whales could have like uh birthed out of the space out of the water (laughs) i don't know either but that would take us into episode number six called far far away yeah um and that so in that one we get the first i believe this is the first viewing of admiral thrawn so ahsoka huyang you know they they get there you know they Sabine was taken hostage by Balin, I believe, and and Lady Morgan. But, but well, no, Sabine Sabine volunteers to go. Oh, that's right. Because they make a little drug deal. It's like, hey, I'll, I will go with you or whatever. Is you know, as long as I can, you know, see Ezra or Mm -hmm. you know, allowed to find Ezra or something like that. I don't remember the specific dialogue to it, but there's like a deal that she makes. That's right. That's right. And Sabine is freed, um, and then goes off on her quest to find like Ezra. Yeah. Um and then eventually finds finds Ezra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the next I don't remember if it was that quite that episode or the next episode, but she does find Ezra. Amongst all it, yeah. I think it was that episode. I do uh, that it's episode. it's a it's a, a a little chunk of time towards the very end of the episode I believe that she has a conversation and a big big hug an embrace with Ezra and then that's right towards the very end, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And Ezra's like around a whole bunch of uh, turtle people. I call them yeah. turtle people. 
Yeah, they're like true. they're called. Yeah, they, they have a name, and I'm trying to think of what their name was yeah. off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, they look like little. They look like a cross between like hermit crabs and turtles. Yeah. Um, and they're 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 essentially nomads, right? Because I think in the episode or in the next one, I think it's in this episode where they're set up. They have like a little encampment, right, where she finds Ezra and them, and she's brought to them by these little. Oh, the 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 noti, the noti or noti is is the name of them. We get them again in part seven. Yeah. Um and they that but then it's after a while they pick up shop and then they move because yeah. they're nomadic right so they, they just keep being on the move so yeah yeah those are all, so they were all, all right yeah i guess they were all right as a new species yeah they were cute little they were cute little things yeah, yeah i, I like them cute. they were cute you know so episode seven um part seven dreams and madness i that one i remember there was in like an inquiry um where hera is now like before the senate committee um specifically there so that they can inquire inquire with her for disobeying orders right and um, yep and it's essentially is she going to be court-martialed or not so it's just it just felt okay to me just the ridiculousness of this this you know situation they're gonna try and court-martial her for she's just trying to investigate the threats to the <laughs> threats to the republic and yeah She's doing what she feels like yeah. is her job, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, she's doing what she thinks is the right thing. And there's that one senator, I don't remember his name, but he was he was obnoxious. He was so smug. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, oh, well, how do you know, you know, what you you disobeyed orders and went off and did your own little thing and blah blah. It's like, well, think about this, right? Okay. In and this is kind of what I was thinking when I was watching this episode yeah. was if you're the the new republic, right? This new you know, not quite, they're not called the Galactic Republic, right? But this new form of government that's trying to establish itself after the fall of the Empire, which the Empire came out of the old Galactic Republic, right? If you're a senator, do you, I mean, you don't necessarily want like super defiant generals. I mean, you kind of do want them to kind of listen to things, but in general, no pun intended, um, don't you want leaders that kind of think for themselves a little bit and and aren't just like robots that just followed orders blindly? Because isn't that kind of what the Empire does? Like yeah. they use fear and manipulation and everything else. And you pretty much you do what you're told or, you know, you're done kind of thing. You, you don't want that kind of environment. I mean, wouldn't you want to have a little more freedom for your leaders to make decisions on their own, take some risks? Because by maybe taking some risks, not all but some risks could potentially benefit and help for security. I mean, am I the only one thinking that, or did you have any of those kind of thoughts, Chris? I totally. I totally thought that too. I mean, why, why limit your high ranking officers, your general, you've got a general, why are you limiting your general to, um, to invest, to not to have them not investigate threats? And I know they make the, uh, that smug senator is making making that argument like, oh, aren't you like really just trying to find Ezra? Uh, but, you know, even so, who cares if she's trying to find Ezra? You know, if there's like maybe some uh, partial evidence where Ezra could be alive and she yeah. can investigate that and um, and then also investigate the threat. Like, who cares? You can totally do do that. So I just it was just if I did feel like that it was ridiculous that it could go that far um that the other senators would not shut down this guy shut down this this senator you know it's like 
Yeah. And is what's funny is, is it took C-3PO oh, yeah. to come in and shut him down. I do love it. Now, I did read that, that Anthony Daniels did did do this. He was in the suit and he did the voice work for it, obviously. Oh, wow. So I thought that was great. They brought yeah. him back in, you know, one of the OG. And I love the Easter egg here of dropping in Senator Leia Organa. Um, yeah. Interesting they call her a senator in this case because during – the, the 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 galactic civil war she eventually became i think a general right i want to say in return of the jedi wasn't she a general in return of the jedi i think i think you're right if not we know she becomes a general during that trilogy that shall not be named mm-hmm. yeah um so it's interesting i just found it interesting that they called her senator Leia again i mean maybe in this setting you know, she was kind of dual-hatted as a general or a high-ranking member of the Re- Rebel Alliance, but then also she was a senator from Alderaan mm-hmm. in in Episode Four. So, kind of makes sense. I mean, she's from all she she was born, which wasn't born, but she was raised in Alderaan. She's yeah. a, a a a royal royal member on Alderaan, so it kind of makes sense. But I don't know if you had any thoughts about that. You know, I. When when I think about the generals, my thought is like, uh, uh, I think about yeah, Gen- General Leo Gana. I also think about General Solo, General Cal Calrissian. I'm like, um, how do they promote so fast up to general? <laughs> like uh, you're appointed think, general. Yeah, I think some of it is like you get battlefield commissions, right? And yeah. Some of it's like, oh, well, uh, we just had two generals that got killed in battle, so you're up, you know, or maybe they general. they they. Yeah. They have a bunch of success in some battles or some decisions, and they're like, "Oh, we need to give that person more responsibility." So here you go. Yeah, doesn't yeah, totally. Here you go. Quite work like that in the real world, but yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting too in this, Chris. Um, how uh, C three PO? I think it was who says that, or what? Maybe it wasn't C three PO. Maybe it was Hera. Either Hera or C-3PO that says that Leia authorized Hera's mission. Ah, yeah. She kind of lies, and and, and Mon Mothma pulls her aside after the fact when they dismiss the court and everything, and she's like, yeah, Leia didn't authorize your mission, did she? And then Hera says something to the effect of like, well, I mean, eventually. (laughs) Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Mon Mothma, didn't she say something like, well, tell me, is this, you know, is this really a threat? Something like that. And Hera was like, yeah. You know, so... I, I love Mon Mothma. I love the character. Uh, I, I love the character, even though she was very, very small part mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi. Um, but I, I they, they carried the character over in Rogue One, played by Genevieve O'Reilly. She's played Mon Mothma now in, in Rogue One. She played it in the trilogy that should not be named. Yeah, She played it in Andor. She's playing it now. Like she, I, I really like her as Mon Mothma. I like the character. I, I like Mon Mothma's leadership. I think she's a great leader. Uh, she she eventually gets to a point where she is exuding confidence. Um, she is very loyal, and she also gives opportunities for people that are either reporting to her or requesting assistance or whatever. She gives them opportunities to take charge and lead, mm-hmm. and 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 make make decisions on their own use their brain to make choices that they feel is the best interest of you know the republic or rebel 
alliance and safety and all those types of things. So I, I think she's a really good leader. I, I, I'm curious on your thoughts on her as a leader. Yeah, I think um, she she is a good leader. She's when when she was coming out of Andor, it was a very um, interesting way she had to play it, right? Because she she has to be she has to conceal a huge part like of herself. Yeah, um, she's only she's only a senator. Yeah. In and, and during the time of Andor, right? Because that's that's pre Rogue One, which means it's pre New Hope. Now, now we're jumping to a time after Return of the Jedi in this yeah. in this show. Yeah. So her having to um because in Andor, right, she's part of the rebellion, but still having to conceal that and act um as a senator is, is interesting. But even in uh, even in Ahsoka she has to act with a certain manner and a certain demeanor because it is these these other smug senators um you know she has to know that they are uh, they're against the interest of of the republic or or perhaps they still have rebel ties so she navigates like like as well as she can to be in the position that she can be in um to exert the best influence she can in this in the circumstance so um she's she's intelligent and smart and uh you know certainly a, an adept politician to be able to do that and navigate her way through yeah and i think um I, I would assume that because of her significant role during the early years of the rebel alliance forming and standing mm -hmm. up against the galactic empire you know pre-galactic civil war and and all the way through that's helped her rise up to, you know, chancellor and everything else at this point, um, mm -hmm. I, which I think is is great because she's proven her loyalty and she has risked literally everything to help make this happen and stop the evil. Yeah. yeah so it's, sure. it's wonderful. I didn't mean to kind of go off on a tangent here, but, I, you know, seeing her name and talking about her, uh, I think she's she'd be an interesting leadership case study. Right? I, re I really think so. Yeah, you're right. So on the on the other side of the the leaders here, because I think we see more of Thrawn in this episode, and it's it's interesting. Thrawn, his stormtroopers have this. It seemed like this fierce sense of loyalty. Yeah. To, to, to Thrawn, Thrawn is a. Uh, he's not an animated, like a. Uh, character at all you know yeah he's he's, he's, he's very uh, reserved reserved yes calm calculating almost uh when it, when he's talking to someone it's almost in a pleasant manner he's just he's yeah like always to totally calm well he was um, um remembering as best i can from the heir to the empire book i mean i know i, I started reading it again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um from the little bit that I've read, I want to say there was something mentioned in the book because this book is is the was the first thing written that took place after Return of the Jedi. There wasn't yeah. anything in the Star Wars canon, I don't believe, following the original trilogy until this came along, written by Timothy Zahn, who I think's the the the, the greatest author in the Star Wars canon. Um, all the books he's written, he he created Thrawn and all the Thrawn books and the Heir to the Empire trilogy. I mean, he's just written so many incredible books. Um, but uh, I believe it was mentioned there how Thrawn was one of the Emperor's top, if not one of or the top strategists 
Mm -hmm. in the empire. So it makes sense, like what you said, how he's calculated, mm -hmm. right? That he, that's the way his mind works, right? He's very intelligent. He's always thinking one step ahead or two steps ahead of the, of the enemy. And that's even, he even mentioned something like that. I believe in, in episode number eight, the final episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. And he, I mean, he's totally calculating because he, mentions things like well that's a, that was an acceptable loss um, yeah you know he or um or no now now they've um this was our real objective you know this was a distraction so that's pretty i i think he was played i'm, I'm still kind of seeing how i feel about thrawn depicted on screen and how i feel about he was how he was played um but i but I think it was pretty on par on how he should be played, right? If if you've got someone that's that, that's just calculating, that's kind of measured, that's that's cold, um, yeah, it's probably close to. Yeah, and the guy who plays him in this show, Ahsoka, the live action version, is the same guy who did the voice of Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels, Lars oh, Mikkelsen, same exact actor who did the voice. They brought him in to be the live action. I think he's been great. I I've really enjoyed him so far. He's one of those guys where it's like, you don't think he's really, you know, he's not one of those like just guys that snap your neck off, but it's almost like yeah. he's too reserved for being a grand admiral, somebody who was right up there at the towards the very, very top in the food chain of the empire and their leadership. It's almost scary how menacing he is without being menacing, if that makes sense, right? Like he's, you say he's cold and calculated and 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 reserved and kind of you know cold blooded in the sense of oh that's acceptable law so we can afford to lose that blah 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 it, it, that kind that's of, kind of a scary thing to think about and then you also have to think about okay because he's thinking about all these different scenarios he's a very obviously a strategic thinker right think of the different mm -hmm. levels of of war he'd have strategic operational tactical he's very very at the very top strategic thinking really big picture right mm -hmm. even in episode eight all the different things that's happening with ahsoka showing up uh which actually i think she shows up and he 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 finds out she shows up and sees it in episode seven um and then carries into episode eight so he knows they've shown up and they've arrived and this that and the other and he's already like saying things like, oh, well, this happens and that's, you know, good for her and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, yeah, if we lose that regiment of troops or whatever, it's a calculated loss and we can afford to lose that. We've got the time and she's not doing this and thinking about this. And so you can yeah. see the wheels churning and how he really is multiple steps ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Absolutely. And it was it was neat to see how his stormtroopers were just so fiercely loyal just totally following him well, well i i think we know why <laughs> get brought back from the dead they get killed yeah. and then all of, a, all of a sudden they're rising this i know this is an episode eight they're yeah. rising up and i think ahsoka says something to the effect to, to ezra or whatever like have you ever seen this before or whatever and he's like no <laughs> you've never seen zombie stormtroopers before yeah it's very interesting but yeah 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 that's cool cool Oh, you, I'm sorry. To go back to Timothy Zahn. Yeah. I think he's written Star Trek books, too. I was looking at his uh, his library of what, what he's written. Yeah, so I think we'll, so. We'll take a look I, at I, that later. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in touch with him. 
can't do it right now, but I, yeah. I'd like to try to get him on our show at some yeah. point. It'd be amazing to talk about his career as an author because the books he's written, the books he's written have literally established a lot of Star Wars canon. They've created, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is one of the probably one of the most, if not the most iconic character from the the expanded universe uh, yeah. of Star Wars. Um, there's a lot of stuff that he it uh, has to be credited with in his work. So it'd be awesome one day to have him on. We'll see if we can make that happen for you guys sometime. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That would be wonderful. 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 Yeah. So episode eight, um, the finale, the Jedi, the witch and the warlord, which is a rip off of uh, the line, the witch of the wardrobe from yeah. uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. Lewis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess that's okay. If they're honoring CS Lewis, right. So if, yeah, you know, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I like to have seen him, you know, be a little bit more <laughs> anyways yes yeah um so that that one was uh you know shin and balen skull weren't they were like what in 30 seconds of screen time like at, at the end i think of this particular episode so they're yeah they really yeah. yeah 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 but we get um the mothers i suppose and them turning yeah these ancient uh, witches yeah which we still don't know a lot about. No, but they were creepy, man. I mean, a couple of these Ahsoka episodes, a few of these scenes, yeah. we could tie into like some Halloween stuff. I mean, I know we didn't get That's to do true. our Hallow yeah. uh, Halloween special this year, uh, although maybe we could go back and do, do one for yeah, post-Halloween. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, weren't they like really creepy? I thought they were. Yeah. I thought they were creepy. And then when they turned morgan into one of them essentially that was like uh, okay really uh, creepy but that like magic sword she had was pretty cool looking though yeah and i guess that's got some that's got some history and some other either start star wars comics or no uh the anime animated series some history in um one of the animated star wars shows i don't know if it was rebels or something else but i guess mm -hmm. that sword does have some history there yeah 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 but all of those zombie stormtroopers that was that was pretty cool to see and kind of see how they uh how they had that escape sequence from all those zombie stormtroopers that was with that was with sabine and uh who else that was ezra like sabine yeah. and ezra like in like getting away from those zombie stormtroopers yeah that I know they have force powers, but that scene was ridiculous. Like uh, it, was, uh, it was absurd. I mean, he jumps this huge gap between the the platform and the hangar bay of the Star Destroyer. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, "I can do it! I can do it!" And he jumps up, and then she like force shoves him up. And I'm just like, oh, "All right." I mean, they had to make some kind of thrilling looking, I guess, scene or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And wasn't that like the second time she had used the force? Like okay, I'm gonna. Well, yeah, yeah, she she couldn't she couldn't even pull something across a table in the earlier episodes yeah. on Ahsoka's ship, or I mean on um yeah on Ahsoka's ship. Now all of a sudden she's like, I can do this, and she just force pushes. I mean, it's it's it, it, some of the absurdities in this show were ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. Uh, but we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. We do our overall yeah. review, and we will do our 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 you know a highly acclaimed. Wink, wink. Um, random huh. Richard podcast rating of yeah. season one of Ahsoka here at the end, but yeah, so absolutely, yeah. The um, 
yeah so this this one i think had the best lightsaber uh battles and sequences right there there was the great one between ahsoka and was it morgan was she doing the lightsaber battles with with morgan well uh, ahsoka battled balin in this right at uh, at one point in the episode um she battles uh balin um and then she also does battle morgan after morgan's mm-hmm. been turned into one of these witches um so there's that so yeah there's a, there's a few and then and then also sabine and ezra both use lightsabers when they're fighting these zombie stormtroopers and yeah uh you had i can't remember what grand admiral thrawn called them but there was another like specialized set of of troops that look lo- almost yeah. like beat up death troopers a little bit yeah. from rogue one i can't remember what he called them they weren't commandos but he, there was a name and i i don't remember off the top of my head if you remember put it in the comments below uh but yeah i i they, there were those two they had to fight and it's like they would stay like there was one moment where who was it sabine i think stabs one of them in the chest with a lightsaber and it he just looks down and then knocks her away it's like oh so they can be stabbed by lightsabers and nothing happens it's interesting so they must be like back from the dead as well or something yeah that's right super zombie super zombie walking dead meets star wars in this episode yeah yeah well i guess that goes to the the name of the title the jedi the witch and the the world i suppose yeah 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 uh yeah interesting um so yeah, I mean, it, it ends up this this episode. Ezra ends up hyperspacing back to the Star Wars galaxy, their his home galaxy, and um, Ahsoka and Sabine are effectively stranded on the planet now, in yeah in the remote galaxy. Interesting too. He shows up. He, so he takes this um, this shuttle that that looks like a pre galactic civil war shuttle at mm. some point either during the clone wars or in between the clone wars and the galactic uh, galactic civil war um into the hangar bay of i believe it's one of those big mon calamari cruisers like home one or something um and and you know hera and some other people other rebels are show up in the hangar deck right with their yeah. guns ready ready to go and everything and then the the uh platform comes down from the shuttle and it's like like, like one of those famous scenes like vader and the emperor yeah. coming off with all the gas and stuff and then this one of those zombie looking stormtroopers come down and he starts walking out and then you see chopper yeah you know go up to him and it's like he puts his hand on him and so chopper must already know and re- that it's ezra i don't know how but somehow he does and Hera's like kind of confused by that and then he takes off his helmet and he's like hey guys what what's up i'm I'm back and then yeah. i was like oh my gosh and then they hug and that's an interesting scene so it's it's interesting how sabine and ahsoka were okay with trading their lives in a sense for ezra's life in this case and sacrificing that that ability to get back home in order to get ezra home which i, I was kind of confused about because i would have thought they would have all wanted to go back in order to be able to be ready for Thrawn. And now it's just Ezra comes back. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he'll have a way to get back, like some more space whales to go get them or something. I have <laughs> no idea. <laughs> well, I was, I was confused too. I felt like, Hey, aren't you guys a little bit too comfortable being stranded here? Don't you want to go back and like help? Because yeah. you were worried about Thrawn getting back there. Now Thrawn is back there. And wasn't your whole point to keep like Thrawn from getting back there. So um, you guys are just a little bit too content now. I felt. Uh, yeah right yeah. a very very uh 
Yeah, very content. Um, I, I, I interesting the line that Ahsoka uses to Sabine. We talked about this before too, Chris, where she mm-hmm. says, um, that 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 they're, they're hopeful, but she says Ezra is where he needs to be, and so are we. It's time to move on. Yeah, time to and, move and, on. Yeah, yeah, I I don't. You're right. They're, they seem a little too content with that. It's almost like, oh, well, you know, we're here, so whatever. That that, that to me was a bit, of, I think, a bit of a stretch, given the fact of all the work they took to get there. Yeah. They're just okay with never going back. Um, and I, I did like that they put Anakin's Force Ghost at the end, um, and I, I think that's kind of a, a nice touch there. Uh, you kind of see it on his face that maybe, maybe Anakin's ghost is 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 happy mm-hmm. with what Ahsoka's done um, pleased with where she's at in her journey and who she's developed into at this point. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's Anakin's ghost. It's not evil Anakin. This is yeah. pre infection by, you know, Palpatine slash Sidious. Um, but I thought that was a nice little touch to end that with the force ghost there. Yeah, it was, it was a nice touch. I mean, I, I... so on the planet, if there's, if they, I don't know what to make of it, like saying, hey, it's time to move on. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe there's something on the planet, like if, if that's where they need to be, maybe there's something on the planet where they need to search, they need to seek, they need to discover, they need to get that'll help them back at, at their home galaxy. You know, if they alluded to that, I could see that. But well, um, I mean, they say it's impossible to travel between the galaxies, right? But yet, space whales can take them, and and this really big ring with really big engines somehow gets them there. Yeah. And oh, by the way, going back, apparently these the ring and the engines are so powerful they can haul <laughs> a friggin' star destroyer back. So <laughs> yeah, apparently it's so hard to go back and forth that you can use lots of different ways to get back. Um, that that to me left a lot to be desired, but we do know that towards the very end of the episode, I think this was right before we see that scene with with uh, Ahsoka and Sabine being somehow content and Anakin's ghost and all that. Mm-hmm. We do know that that the the ring and Thrawn and all them arrive back in their own, back in the Star Wars galaxy, as you called it, Chris, um, on the outskirts of a planet called Dathomir, which is known in the Star Wars galaxy, in the Star Wars universe. So that's good that they're using a semi- known planet uh and i'm assuming just because the way they left it i'm assuming that the reason they went there is because that's where they're gonna kind of rally the troops and where uh the empire is going to get rebuilt is from that planet somewhere you know in a somewhat secluded area maybe the rebel alliance doesn't know about it and um or the, the 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 rebel not the rebel alliance anymore the the republic the new republic uh, and they have a chance to start rebuilding, maybe. Yeah. Oh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about some <laughs> final thoughts here about this overall, this first season of Ahsoka, Chris. I'll let you go first because I know you have some some very passionate uh, uh, thoughts about um, what you thought. Yeah. That was really redundant. I apologize. No, no, no. It's all good. You have some thoughts about what you thought. So <laughs> That sounded so stupid. <laughs> All good, all good. Uh, I mean, the, so the title of the show, the title of this is is Ahsoka. From the very first episode of Ahsoka, I thought it was a hard and a difficult entry point because 
so much of this is about the characters in Star Wars Rebels. I have not watched Star Wars Rebels. You have not. Oh, I'm I'm uh so I've been watching through it with my kids. We okay. are almost a season three of the four seasons. It's really okay. good. The episodes okay. go pretty quick. It's a really, really good show. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I highly recommend it if you get some time, Chris. You can breeze through. I think each season's only got like 14 episodes, and each episode's I think less than 30 minutes or something. So it goes pretty quick, but they are it's a really good show. It's good. It's good. So 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 much of it is is the Star Wars Rebels and I didn't know the characters from Rebels, but all, but I felt that even even in the first episode, it was more about Sabine uh, than necessarily than it was about like ah- Ahsoka, which it's it's yeah I mean that would be okay, but I think it just was too far for me on on the scale, and I just I felt like okay ah- Ahsoka got maybe push too far in on the side in her own her own series so i had issues with that and definitely you know i had issues with um anakin uh being brought yeah. in and the and the missed missed the way they used him anakin. yeah 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 um so i was i just have this this feeling of uh disappointment in in the series i mean had a there was potential there and always great like production value and balen skull and shin i thought was was really neat because you had a master and an apprentice there on the dark side um i i think they're going to find a way to redeem shin in 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 some way that's that's how i felt at the uh, we'll see that's how i felt at the last last episode there um so but having that dynamic where there's a uh, a dark side master and apprentice and then you have a light side master and apprentice with ahsoka and and sabine was good more ahsoka would have been i i think more ahsoka character development would have been would have been good to have for this series for sure so yeah. those are yeah so some of my like uh I wanted to like it more, and I didn't end up doing that. Yeah. How about you? I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this from what I read, this was Dave Filoni's baby. This was mm-hmm. all him. The show. I think the writing. Uh, the uh, th- this was his show. Um, and so I think there was a lot of potential going into this show of what they could have done. We we this has been a common theme, right? Mm-hmm. With a lot of these shows lately, the potential. Obi-Wan wasn't bad, but I think there were some missed opportunities there. But mm-hmm. I, I I overall for the most part I liked it. And you can you guys can go back and listen to our review of Obi-Wan as as a whole, as, as a series. I know they're gonna make more of it. Um Book of Boba Fett was a massive disappointment. There was a ton of potential with that show, given that character, right? The fact yeah. that character only had 12 minutes, less than 12 minutes of screen time in the original trilogy. And then you got a little bit of him as a kid with his dad, Django Fett, or really it's a clone of him but anyways um that was a massive letdown uh andor we felt was super super slow mm-hmm. uh there were some good things about it and they t- called it like star wars for adults but that's there's no such thing as star wars for adults guys star wars was originally created to appeal to 12 year olds just so happened that 
it appealed to everybody. So when someone says, oh, that's Star Wars for adults, bull crap. <laughs> There's no such thing. It's just Star Wars, all right? Um, I think that that's been a common trend throughout a lot of this new Star Wars, even the, the new trilogy. My goodness, Chris, what they could have done with a new trilogy, and then look what the, 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 the turd that we got with the new trilogy. And I apologize that makes somebody upset if you love the new trilogy. My kids love it, so that's cool. And they like Star Wars because of watching the new trilogy. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Uh, but there's been, I think that's been the common theme throughout is missed opportunities. Yeah. Missed opportunities amongst these different shows. And with Ahsoka was no different. I 100% agree with you. I think Ahsoka was supposed to be, I feel like about her, but we, we I felt like we spent more time with the other characters, which, yeah. you know, mixed in and interwoven is fine but it felt basically like a big star wars rebels reunion which totally ah ahsoka does appear in star wars rebels she's a part of it but she's not in the whole show like we are we are most of the way through season two me and the kids and um ahsoka didn't come in i believe until at some point in season two so there was a quite a while where they were establishing all these different characters and the crew of the ghost ship and everything like that so um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. There were some moments where I just shook my head and go, my gosh, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The whole force pushing Ezra that Sabine couldn't even pull something across the table. And now she's force pushing him in the air up to get onto a Star Destroyer hangar bay platform. I mean, it was just so absurd. So, yeah. Absurd. Yeah. um, there were there were some things I did like about Ahsoka though as a whole, like like you said, the choreography, some of the choreography was great, some of the uh, cinematography I think was great, and the the, the scenes, um, the zombie stormtroopers. I got to admit that was kind of cool. <laughs> I, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I did like that. That was neat. The whole scene where they're like, hey, "Have you seen this before?" They're like, "No, <laughs> never experienced <laughs> this before." Um, I did. I did like a few of those creatures they they threw in on that new planet with the the like the the, the nomad creatures. I think mm -hmm. they were called what we call them like the noti or something no tie or something like that. Um, the like wolf looking big dog things they rode. I I like. Oh those. yeah, yeah. Ahsoka was a or Sabine was able to tame one. Um, those were pretty cool. Uh, very Lord of the Rings feel, especially at the end when Balin is standing on that like the platform, which is like the arm extension of that massive statue guy. Uh, very Lord of the Rings esque, I think. Um, I mean, heck, we had J.R. Tolkien, uh, Lord of the Rings feel, and we had a title uh, stolen from C.S. Lewis, The Jedi, The Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say stolen, a playoff of that. And C.S. Lewis and, and J.R. Tolkien were actually, I, my understanding is they were friends in real life yeah. and admired each other's work and actually played off each other's work. So uh, that was pretty cool. I, I'm assuming that was intentional. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I think Ahsoka was a letdown. Another letdown, unfortunately. Yeah. After, yeah. yeah. I have to agree. I th I think of all the 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 Star Wars series that they've made, I, I probably have to say Obi Wan was my favorite of all of them so far, um, of the ones they made. Yeah, and, and I'm oh, biased because uh, yeah, I love Obi Wan. So yeah, no, that's cool. That's, that's yeah. fine. Um, I I did think Ahsoka was a little slow at 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 times. Mm -hmm. I, I did. I think there were some. I I get they were they were they were rebuilding relationships right from from Rebels and so forth, but. Yeah, we'll see. So let's let's re let's give us a a a rating. Let's let's tell everyone our rating, Chris, on a scale of one to five com badges. 
one being the worst thing you've ever seen and five being you're about ready to burst at the scenes seems like a scene from aliens yeah yeah uh, what what do you what are you rating it chris uh, one to five give me give me your con i might have an idea as to what you're going to put but what's your com badge rating here yeah this one is probably my lowest it's two and a half com badges so mm. we'll do that yeah interesting yeah that is i guess a 50 percent. i'll do that when you yeah. think about that yeah so um 50 percent rotten tomato score yeah we'll we'll see what happens uh if they do a second season yeah may maybe it'll be great a second season or maybe now it's just a bloody mess how about yours what is yours i'm kind of torn here i could i could yeah? give it two different yeah. i could give it two different ratings oh i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with the two yeah um there there were some things in it that were just absurd you know i i i, I teeter between a two and a three a three because there there were some characters I really enjoyed. Like I actually really liked Balin Skull. I yeah. thought he was a very complex character, and actually, it's very unfortunate that the actor who played him died in real life. Following, so he filmed all of his scenes for this you know season. So if they they bring Ahsoka back for another season, I guess they'll have to recast the character. I'm assuming or mm -hmm. write write the character out. Maybe I don't know, but he's very complex. This idea of this new empire and. He's not really with the Empire. He's not a Jet anymore. He's kind of like his own thing. Yeah. Um. There's a lot there. I think that that could be work. They could work with in it, with that character. Um. It's unfortunate that that I think it was a guy named Ray Stevenson or something like that who played the character. Really well. I thought he played the character phenomenal. Really, really impressed with with the 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 actor and the way the character was portrayed and everything. Um. So I really like that. Like some of the little these little alien creatures um disney hasn't always been great with creating new alien races in star wars but uh there were some good ones uh love the role of mon mothma so there were some things i did like about ahsoka uh which is why i could lean towards a three but i'm gonna go with a two mm -hmm. uh, i i like grand admiral thrawn i thought it was played very well uh by lars mickelson i think's his name um but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a two for now because there were just too many things that i'm like oh gosh this is awful <laughs> or ridiculous or you know whatever like for example besides the whole force push the stupid ring ship so just yeah. because you build really big engines that means you go faster and farther i don't believe that i just don't think you know this is ridiculous to try to throw science into star wars but i just that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> add up for me i'm not a scientist <laughs> or an astrophysicist or anything but it just doesn't add up that you just you took some old engines and made this big ring and now all of a sudden and then oh by the way you needed every ounce of that to get there but now all of a sudden you can haul a star destroyer back with you. oh yeah that's absurd like it's just absurd and the space whales i know that's from rebels at the end of it but it's like that's absurd too like come on you know like yeah without saying like another thousand times like i'm <laughs> you know a freshman in high school again uh yeah i'll, I'll leave it at that I'll go with a two, two com badges out of five, two and two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of right there. We usually yeah, are. We yeah. usually have pretty similar ratings, I would say. Yeah. And, and we so. don't talk about our ratings usually before. No, it's usually this is like, we just, yeah. Yeah. This is right yeah. here where we started talking about Ahsoka. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's raw. It's fresh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, oh, I, I want to ask you this question, Chris. Yeah. Now that you've watched Ahsoka and we've talked about it, do you feel, and we've talked about this before when we when we did an episode very early on when we started our podcast, 
Uh, it's entitled, it's an audio only. So if you want to go listen to it, feel free to. It's called Has Disney Ruined Star Wars? And we talk a lot about the new the new trilogy that's mm-hmm. non-canon that Chris will not mention by name um, and whether or not Disney's ruined Star Wars. So with some of these shows we reviewed and, and now with Ahsoka, do you think that Disney, and we mentioned this in that episode, do you think Disney has really watered down the Star Wars universe to the point to where it's it's just it's either getting worse or maybe it's getting better? I don't know. What do you think real quick? They've certainly made it more convoluted. Um, and, th- and that's where it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely more convoluted where you just don't know where to start. Uh, yeah. You know, you, and you don't know what the relationships are. Um, and that's the problem of introducing like so many of these these interconnected series and you know they yeah. need they, they needed to be like more uh more independent so that they're not bogged down with trying to make all of these you know re- relations like they did with star wars rebels and ahsoka like like they tried to do with the um uh the book of Boba fett you know mandalorian i feel is probably the most independent that they got because they had this idea of the Mandalorian and they they could run with it and they can go and they could do that. But man, once you start bringing in these characters like Ahsoka or Obi-Wan, then you're automatically tied. You've automatically constrained yourself when you say, Hey, I want to make a series of Ahsoka. Well, okay. Now you've got to go back and look at um, all of what's canon in the, the animated series so that you don't, make a misstep or make it like a huge mistake so yeah ahsoka really requires you to have done your homework and watched a ton of star wars anime between clone wars and um star wars rebels mm-hmm. i was ha- i was thankful that, that, that the kids and i were going through and watching i know we didn't finish it but watching through rebels at the time i started was watching ahsoka yeah. to, it keeps it fresh with some of the characters and things like that but i i, I agree it very much feels like Star Wars is now becoming like the MCU. With uh, the MCU, yeah, there's yeah. so much. And if you watch movies out of order, now there's things happening or Easter eggs and stuff being mentioned that you're like, well, wait, I don't understand that. Well, you would have if you would have watched these 17 movies in a row <laughs> in a certain order. Yeah. That's how it is with the MCU too. There's some great movies, but I feel like with the MCU now, there's just so much and there's so much intertwined and so much you got to watch Thor one, Thor two, but then you got to watch Ant Man one, then you got to jump over and watch this one, and 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 then Avengers, and then it's just too convoluted. It's too convoluted. It's too messy. And I feel like Star Wars is the same thing, which they're both controlled by Disney. So I guess that's makes sense why it's happening that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it makes the actual uh, when you have these series like this, then it makes the movies less special. Don't you mm. remember when, when we were growing up and it was um, just the original trilogy and mm-hmm. that was it? And then if you wanted more, you went to the Expanded Universe books, which are amazing, yeah. by the way. I mean, not every single one, but a lot of them are really, really, really good. Yeah. And you, you Star Wars lived through your your imagination and what you could envision that the book was was painting, those those images. Um, there were some fantastic books. And so, yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because... The original like, trilogy, you you would just rewatch it, right? You'd watch it 20, 30 times. Oh, yeah. I wore out yeah. some VHS tapes on that. Let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's okay. You know, you can do that. But now it's like, yeah. okay, you've got the movies, but then you have 
hundreds of hours of content of of these other series that are that are supposed to be connected to the same universe and just like no yeah then that it's too much yeah and then we get the prequels and that was great you had six movies now you could go yeah. from episode one to episode episode six right and that yeah. was that was great and that was that added a little added a little bit more and and just enough to kind of help tell the tale that happened leading up to episode mm-hmm. four five and six and I thought that was that was fantastic, and it gave us a lot. Um, I don't count the special revised edition that George Lucas did because that was really just like, a, hey, we're gonna make we're gonna remake the original trilogy, quote unquote, fix some stuff, which some things actually got made worse, and then yeah. it's where it's where you use it to push a ton of merchandise and sell a lot of stuff, which they did. But um, yeah, I, I just the the Star Wars universe to me has just gotten watered down convoluted and i mean don't get me wrong i do think the clone wars animated series and rebels did add a ton from into the star wars universe without making it too crazy they just they focus on a little bit of time here right whereas all these shows that have come around since the um since disney took over and they did the movie the the new trilogy um it's just it's all over the place you're in each each series is in a different time period yeah. Other other than like I guess yes. Book of Boba Fett because Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian overlap because they were you know that same kind of time period right but stuff just all over the map you're like well wait a second when does this take place and how does this fit into the Star <laughs> Wars universe and the timeline and it just makes your head want to explode so yeah it's crazy but yeah. let us know if you're listening or watching <laughs> let us know send us a message send us an email hit us up on social media. If you feel completely opposite, if you think we're way off our rockers and we're insane, then let us know. If you agree with us, let us know. We're fine. We'd like to hear, we'd like to get feedback and hear from you guys and, and gals out there and let us know, uh, you know, how we're doing and, and what your thoughts are of the given topic we're discussing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. But this has been fun, Chris. It was yeah. good to, even though maybe the show hasn't been what we thought, it was still fun to jump back into it, jump back on here and talk about our passion again and take a yeah. little, mental break from from life and, <laughs> and work and everything else right um and we look forward to our next episode we're going to jump back to enterprise and we're going to finish out the show our, our our look at the overall show and we're going to talk about our favorite episodes from season three and season four and then wrap the series up like we have the other legacy trek shows uh with our rating and give some final thoughts and that should be a great time we look forward to having Dominic and Connor on with us at some point down the road uh, once the strike's over and they can actually talk about stuff. So That'll be most excellent, most fun to do. So yeah, it'll yeah. be a blast. And we had a blast with them at the shuttle pod show live event. It was great. And um, yeah, we look forward to more of that. So anyways, thanks. yeah. So thanks for watching everybody. As always, again, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. We're all over the interwebs, Chris, all over the interwebs. That's right. That's right. Whether you have dial up AOL <laughs> or <laughs> mice well i i think that's not true we're not all over because we don't have myspace although a lot of people don't have myspace anymore either but we're not on myspace so if you're looking for us there you're not going to find us myspace still exists as far as i as far as I. Remember. oh it does i i wasn't sure if it did but if you don't yeah. know what myspace is you don't know what we're talking about just disregard this isn't the social media platform you're looking for <laughs> um to quote a famous line from your favorite character that's right well a play on that line. I'm not quoting the line, but anyways, so all right, everybody take care. Thanks so much for watching as always. And we'll catch you next time right here on the random red shirt podcast.